0: Is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.
1: A suffocating performance by the Los Angeles Kings tonight, and they score a 3-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers. Trevor Moore gets a hat trick. He scores one in each period tonight. Zach Hyman has the only goal for the Oilers. The shots on goal were 32-23 for the LA Kings. The shot attempts, when you factor in shots that went wide and shots that were blocked, were 61-47 for the Oilers. The Kings blocked 29 shots tonight as uh, they definitely stuck to their style throughout most of this game they got an early lead and checked and didn't give up a lot and were very aggressive on the oilers top players and that gets them a win tonight and uh, rogers place has uh, not been a good location for the oilers so far this season they are just four and six at home now nine and eight on the season here's oilers head coach jay woodcroft
2: and uh you know, um when we see our, our captain take a hit like that, uh the teammate stepped up and and uh you know, took care of things. So yeah, questionable hit. It seemed to
3: inject quite a bit of emotion into the game and it, it through right to the end of the game. And yeah. Did, did you notice that effector
2: I thought it was, a, it was a hard-fought divisional game between uh, two teams that played a playoff series last year. So there's, you know, a lot of history there and, and whatnot. And it was a hard-fought game. And uh, we ended up on the wrong side of it.
3: When you play a team that has that kind of structure and wants to play that defensive game, one of the ways to get them out of it is to score first and make them chase you. Yeah. The team hadn't been starting very good for a long time here. Is that be- becoming a bit of a problem?
2: Um, I would say you know we're not happy with not scoring the first goal um We made a mistake on on uh the goal and it ended up in the back of our net in the first period that allowed them to kind of sit back and and try and um you know, dare us into to turn pucks over and whatnot. I thought we did a good job of sticking with things and, and uh, making a game of it. I think if you go and you look at the shots on net, like just the, the shots on net, I think the chances are pretty comparable. Uh, the shots on net in, in that first, uh, you know, they, they were what they were. But, you know, not scoring first is uh, not something that uh, we set out to do. we gotta get, we got to find a way to fix that. Specific to some
4: of
5: the things that you know you were talking about over the over the last few days that what you needed to improve on Did you see some of that in this like
2: well? Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a 2-1 game right. played between two competitive teams um, in the end, you know, we made one more mistake than they did and um, You know, we weren't uh, coming out on the right side of stuff because of it um, and we were unable to uh, Generate enough in order to combat being down 2-1 heading into the third period. I thought we had chances but um, in the end we didn't get it done. But it was a competitive game. You're asking about the stuff we worked on this week. It was a 2-1 game and and uh, in the end it's a game of mistakes and you, we made one more than they did today.
3: How much different did you feel that King's team was with the injection of, say, Doughty and Arvidsson that you didn't get to face in the playoffs last year?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we faced them in the regular season as well, uh, especially down the stretch when uh, Dave and I came up from Bakersfield. So, you know, they, they had the experience of uh, playing against us and what we were about. They're a different team. They've added some pieces. We're a different team uh, than we were last year as well. Uh, we have some new people uh, um, in the end. Um, Two-one game. We made one more mistake than they did, and it uh, ended up costing us.
1: What did you think of
3: like that after that hit? McDavid seemed to be really engaged in, in playing physically, yeah. physical in that King series. What did you think about his personal response to to the hit and, and the way that he kind of carried forward in the
2: game? Yeah, I think Connor is a very uh, Uh, hard hockey player he plays the game hard he doesn't get enough credit for how hard of a player he is Uh, and he has a measure of physicality about him a lot of times that just shows up in 50 50 puck battles that he comes away with the puck Um, but I you know I've seen him as he's grown into um, you know his mid-20s here as adding a little physical element to his game and you know he's not intimidated by anybody Your your goaltender tonight? uh, Yeah, he gave us a chance to win. He was very good. And, again, I I keep going back. It's a 2-1 game, you know, with an empty netter to make it 3-1. But Stu uh, gave us a chance to win that game tonight. Good. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 3-1 loss to the Los Angeles Kings tonight at Rogers Place. Robbins we jumped into that, he was just being asked about the Alex Edler hit on Connor McDavid early in the second period. He called it a questionable hit. I mean, it was obviously an illegal hit because he got a penalty on the play. Just your thoughts on that, maybe that type of play in hockey in general, and plus how the Oilers responded to it.
6: Well, obviously, that that's not a play that you want in hockey. That, uh, I mean... He's a big man. Edler's six three, six four. Uh, I mean, that, that could end a guy's season. It could end a guy's career. It could change a guy's career. Uh, you just don't stick your knee out. And not it's not always with intent when players do it. Sometimes it is instinctive or reflective. Uh, but still, it's something that should be part of hockey. To me, every time someone does that, I mean, if it's automatic game suspension a, a, at least. So it was wrong. I like the response by the Oilers. Uh, nurse going after him. You know what, I'll give up a power play and go after him there. I like the fact that every time Connor had a chance to hit him after that, he did. Uh, he was frustrated. He, he took the team off a power play with a check. But uh, again, this is game 17 of an 82-game season plus playoffs. you got to make sure you send a message to teams that that's not acceptable, and it isn't acceptable, and I, I would hope that the league will take a look at it.
1: And Edler was suspended in, uh, in 2021 in the 56-game All-Canadian season for a knee hit against Zach Hyman, then of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Hyman was uh, hurt on that play as well. A uh, frustrating night. I mean, there's not a lot of action in the game. You didn't get to see the Oilers' stars really crank it up too much. Dreisaitl's 11-game point streak comes to an end. McDavid's 10-game point streak comes to an end. L.A., played very well they really committed to their style they really sat back I mean they got an early goal and again that's I mean is it even worth talking about anymore how poorly the Oilers <laughs> start games the, the Kings got an early goal and and you really saw they said okay yeah we're you know five guys on our side of center you gotta get the man and the puck through all of us
6: well it, the thing with the LA Kings they had a game plan in place for last year's playoffs They have a coach that has coached the star players of the Edmonton Oilers. So when they went into today's game, they didn't have to really look at a whole lot of video. They knew exactly how they're supposed to play against. They took them to game seven last year. That was without Arvidsson, without Dowdy, without Fiala. So they have a way, they feel that they have a chance to play against the Edmonton Oilers. Tonight they came out and played it to perfection. Now one of the ways you do that is you get the lead because it's hard to sit back in the neutral zone without a four check if you're losing one nothing. So they got the lead, then allowed them to play the game that they wanted to, and uh, they played it well. Uh, but The biggest thing f- for me for the LA Kings playing today, and, and you, you touched on it with the shot attempts, is the, the LA Kings play with absolute desperation in their own zone. They blocked everything, 16 blocks in the first period. Yeah. Uh,
1: Seven on Bouchard, which is uh, he, great. Which, and,
6: and he had more as the game went on because he got them blocked in the third period a- a- as well. And then there was w- another one that... Sh- uh, with I don't know how many minutes to go in the game, five minutes. Leon makes a really nice play coming. I believe it was Kulak coming in far side, and I think it was Arvidsson made a kick save. Like the pucks hurt. Like seriously, pucks hurt when you block them. And there was no thought of uh, of, of injury or or, or or pain or anything for these the LA Kings players. They put their body in front of every shot to beat a skilled team. You got to take away their their attributes take away their strengths and the other strengths are their offensive players and they took them away by making sure that every time they got the puck they were a check was finished and every time they got the puck there was a body between them and the passing lane and them and the goalie the LA Kings did a really nice job again one, this was a one-shot game a one-bounce game the LA Kings got that bounce but I do believe they deserved it the way they came in and played they played their game better than the Edmonton Oilers played their game. And that's why they got two points, and the Oilers got none.
1: Yeah, Bouchard had three shots on goal, two wide, and eight blocked, seven of which were in the first period, which is uh, crazy. As the Oilers lose three, one to the LA Kings. So how do the Oilers? They're not going to have Kane for a while. Nope. So that's uh, a good offensive player out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. A good special teams. Oddly enough, Kane actually kills penalties more than he's on the power play, mm-hmm. and obviously an incredibly physical player. Yes. Out of the lineup because if. I mean, he would have tried to, obviously, he would have loved this type of game, yeah, quite, yep. quite frankly. So you're not getting him back. Uh, you know, Yamamoto's going to come back at some point. But teams, this is how teams are going to try to play. Yep. And they're probably going to dare the Oilers' bottom six to beat them, which they can't do on most nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought a couple guys had decent games, but so they still don't score. So how do the Oilers fight through this style of game? Because I think we're going to see it
6: more often well, you are and you aren't it depends on who you play there's certain teams that can play this style the Vegas, Las Vegas is coming in Vegas plays a game similar to this although Vegas has a couple better offensive players in LA and Jack Eichel and Mark Stone when the Oilers play teams like New Jersey or, or teams of that ilk they they don't play this style it's whoever you, the, the certain teams have an identity this is the LA Kings identity Teams also pre-scout, to, to beat the Oilers, you don't get into a track meet because you usually aren't going to end up on the positive side. The Oilers, if you're going to trade chances, the Oilers have guys that can finish better than any other player, player in the National Hockey League. I think the Oilers got better at times during the game of understanding to get pucks in deep. Connor and Leon dumped the pucks in deep because they knew that's where they could beat the LA Kings. LA had five guys in the neutral zone. They wanted the Edmonton Oilers to try to beat them in the neutral zone, stick handle. And if when one of us, is, eventually one of us is going to knock the puck off your stick, might, you might beat our first guy or second guy, but our third guy is going to be there. But when the Oilers dumped pucks in deep, and then fought down in the in the offensive zone, that's when they got their chances. That's when they created their opportunities. They got to do more of that. To me, the Oilers' most effective line in this game tonight was the Anmark line, and they had a very simplified game: get pucks in deep, physical. Drive to the net, and they had a couple good chances.
1: It's our quick change for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. Kings beat the Oilers, three-one. The uh, power play story tonight: the Oilers only had about a minute on the power play because McDavid took a penalty uh, that negated a power play. The Kings go zero for three. They did score a goal just as another penalty to McDavid expired, so, and the Oilers were were zero for one. O- overall, what was this? Um, I was going to say well officiated, but I, I think I needed a more nuanced. Was this an appropriately officiated game? Maybe better than well officiated. And I'm not talking about just leaning towards one team or the other.
6: I, 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 I thought it was a fairly uh, officiated game. I think both teams will find things that should have been called, and though both teams will find things that, well, wait a second, you, you, you can't, you can't make that call. I think that the the referees allowed a few things to go, which. Increase the intensity level the anger level and that's where silly things happen. They both I mean There's two questionable hits at the end of the first period there's stick swinging between dry settled and Arvidsson uh, Things like that that if you call those and send players off Then all of a sudden the tempers come down because players don't want to take that dumb penalty and for the Edmonton Oilers they're better in games that there's lots of penalties called because they have a better power play than most teams if not all teams in the nhl so i yeah it, to me the referees a, a good reason why that this game got to the the anger level that it did was because of call missed calls or non calls that the referee calls i don't think they favored one team or the other i just think they let things go to the point that players were getting frustrated and they eventually right. took it out on their
1: own and that's why that's what i that's a good answer. That's why I searched for another word and said appropriately. Yeah. Because part of the job of being referee is also not just rule violations,
6: but safety. Yes. That yeah. to me that should be their first okay, you, priority. You yes. guys
1: swung your sticks at each other's upper arms. I'm going to penalize that because I'm afraid next time you're going to swing it at each other's heads. Yeah. If I if I don't step in right now.
6: So no know. So there's and it's weird that and you and I have talked about it a lot. for, for me a referee. The calls that you, you make are the ones that, where an injury could be occurred and a goal-scoring chance taken away. If you take everything else out, no other penalty called, I'll be fine if you just call those ones because those are the ones that really matter. And sometimes we see in games where those are allowed to go on and then ones that had nothing to do with the play, that had no effect on the play, get called instead. That I don't like seeing. Call the ones that are important, and then we, we can forget about the ones that you miss that really have no influence on the game.
1: All right, Oilers fall 3-1 to the Kings. We do have a winner tonight, and it is Colin, who gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Excitement bet on it. He took the under for Drew Doughty's ice time. I set the lineup at twenty-six thirty. He played twenty-five thirty. So Colin gets the River Creek Resort and Casino gift card. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have KJ from Calgary calling in tonight. KJ, you're on with Rob and Reed. Go ahead.
7: Hey,
5: uh, uh, Reed, Rob. Like mean, I totally like mean, Like me, I only listen to Six Thirty Shed. And but you want the, uh, the fact that uh, the Oilers, like me, okay, Darnell Nurse stood up for Connor. And the fact that, like, I mean I'm 5'11, 175. I would have gone after Elder, six three, six four. I don't care what weight he is. Like, I mean, you go after, like, I mean the best player in the league. Like, I mean even the best player in your team. I was, uh, like, I mean this is this team needs more truculence, yeah. as uh, you know we've heard from, you know, other GMs in the league.
1: Yeah, well, I I think Rob said it, and neither one of us has a problem with Nurse's response or whoever would have done it on the ice, for sure. I even argued, and thanks for calling, KJ, I even argued after the second period that in that situation, I'd still like to see the team that committed the original foul get an extra penalty. I know you don't agree with me, Rob, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, Nurse... you know, KJ was saying, you know, he's he's smaller than Edler. Most people are. Yeah, Edler's a big house. man. Yeah, Edler's uh, a big man. But I would think, if even if it would have been, uh, you know, Kyler Yamamoto and uh, four Adam players on the ice, they probably would have gone after <laughs> uh, after Edler on that play. But I, I think his his over, and we talk about this too. The Oilers' overall toughness. I mean, I often say they need more beef or <laughs> or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, are are they lacking that?
6: I, I don't overall. think they are. I honestly don't think they are. I think the Oilers have a tougher team than the, the LA Kings. I really do. I, the Oilers, the, the, the difference between most teams in the NHL, most teams' star players are, are not known for physicality, and um, they're, they're skilled. And most skilled players throughout the history of hockey were, I'm not sure the word softer, is the right one but they that's not what they're there for and they stay in their own zone connor and leon are the the two best players in the national hockey league and i and i i I continue to to make the point they give more than they get uh connor that was a a dirty hit but connor made sure that he made edler pay every time after that when connor gets angry he runs guys Mm -hmm. and because of his skating ability his uh the way he has he doesn't get knocked out, so when he hits someone, he hits them hard. Like, Jeremy Roenick was one of the best hitters I ever saw, and he wasn't very big, just a little bit bigger than me, but he hit hard because he was so sturdy on his feet, and that's what Connor's like. Leon Dreisettle gives more than he ever gets. So the Oilers are physical up front, when they are, Hyman is a physical guy, uh, Kane when he's in the lineup, Nurse is in the lineup. No, the Oilers are not physical in their own zone, they're not physical in front of their own net. But when it comes to up front, the Oilers are. Uh, this is not a tough league anymore. You don't need fighters on your team. You don't need two guys sitting on the bench playing four minutes a night to go out there and either knock someone out or, or run them through the boards. That's not what's part of the hockey, the part of the game anymore. Uh, but as far as players that are tough by making, taking hits to make plays, finishing things like that, the Oilers are tough enough that way. And I don't think they need anyone else. And when Kane is in the lineup. I think the others have an advantage physically over just about any team in the National Hockey League.
1: Well, but they won't have that for no, they won't. The
6: season, no, they won't. But I, I don't think it. uh, No, teams don't. You you can't take advantage of teams like they did before. The referees make sure of that. The league makes sure of that. So I don't think teams are going to say, "Okay, Evander's not in the lineup. Let's run Connor and Leon tonight." That's not going to happen. Even in the game tonight, if there was the hit by Edler, how many other times did Connor and Leon get knocked over? How many times did someone run them? It just doesn't happen in the league anymore. First of all, you can't knock well, Leon but the, over. But
1: the Kings were uh, physical on them when we're playing close on them. They're playing close and on and them. And they got tossed down a couple of
6: times. Down, I don't remember. Down low. I, I don't recall. Oh, I do. I remember dry, hit. Dry One of getting Dreisaitl got tossed hit?
1: behind the net. Yeah, you got tied up with a guy and kind of got, it was like a half tackle. A
6: half tackle. Sure. <laughs> I, they got taken sorry. down. Sorry, I, I do not see any team being physical on those players. I don't. And I don't, there's not a single team in the NHL that's going to come well, in and sure, say, sure, Evander sure Kane. They, sure they
1: were tonight. They were right up in McDavid's and Dreisaitl's faces all night.
6: I disagree 100%. Well,
1: you just said we were, they were taking, they were on them and checking them all They're night. They I, I didn't say they were on
6: them and checking them all night.
1: Well, the, that's the whole theme of what we're talking about is how the Kings played.
6: I said they played a very defensive style. I didn't right. say they were physical. I didn't say that at all. Never came out of my mouth that they were physical. Well, they were. Like, if you think so, I don't.
1: Well, I know they were. I
6: watched the game. Okay. I disagree. I mean, they knocked. I, they thought, knocked, I thought the got Oilers were more down. physical.
1: the knocked down a couple times. I thought the David Oilers were knocked more physical. Down a couple times. I
6: disagree. I, the Oilers were a much more physical team than the LA Kings.
1: Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Rob. I mean, I, I really don't.
6: Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with that.
1: 780-496-0063. You'll hear from McDavid when we get back. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Boilers Hockey is brought to you
0: by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
1: Dowdy will get just crushed by Hyman as he cleared it out. And the Kings go offside at the Oilers blue line as Zach Hyman steamrolled Drew Dowdy in the right-wing corner, and the crowd reacts to it. All right, Zach Hyman hey, provides the, the crunch come? of the game for Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. Zach Hyman also provided the Oilers' only goal of the game as the Los Angeles Kings win it 3-1. Trevor Moore got a half Hat-trick. uh so ben doesn't
6: he score against the Oilers ben, every time I'm not sure he's pretty good against the Oilers Ben
1: has a hat-trick so the Oilers have given up four hat-tricks this year Ben Svechnikov twice and more yeah you're right I think it's four I don't, yeah. I don't think four I for anything. sure
6: at least yeah yeah
1: I don't think I'm missing anybody well because some, some games they won they didn't give so up so the 25
6: percent of the games the Oilers have played the guy's got a hat-trick against them
1: that's pretty amazing and what McDavid's got two
6: and Kane's got one Oh, it can't go. Yeah, yes. Actually, does McDavid have two, or was like given? I thought he had two. I think yeah, he I has think two. Has so there's two. been seven hat tricks in, in the in 17 games, games already. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder
1: what the most. I'd like to look this up. Wonder what the most hat tricks scored against a team is in a season it's probably those capitals teams in the 70s <laughs> i was gonna say that, that or like the like oakland seals minus 200 gold differential or whatever it was okay oilers lose 3-1 kings are doing well they're 11 7-1 the oilers are uh nine and eight they have not well they had a five game winning streak at one point but uh haven't really been rolling otherwise 7804960063 goalie
7: greg is on the line double g go ahead hey guys how's it going Good. Good. I'm glad you guys are getting along again now after the break. So that's good. So <laughs> We always get along. Um, <laughs> the Man, it looked like all the LA players are wearing go- goalie gear out there today with all those blocked shots. That was actually pretty impressive. Um, but I just want to give some love to Costin tonight because he, he, I, I thought he played a good game. But um, I did hear what you say about the, the knee-on-knee suspension thing there. So I'm just wondering what you guys think, and I want your opinion on this, because if they want to get that stuff out of the game, like, you know, like the board, and the headshots and all that kind of stuff. Do you not think that maybe like the knee on knees hits and stuff like that should be maybe a five-minute major um, that's reviewable, um, just like you do with most major penalties? Because that will definitely take a lot of that out of there. So I just want your guys' opinion on that.
6: Like so, well, well, They are able to give a five-minute major for for. And I, and I think if McDavid would have been injured, then
1: it probably was, would have been.
6: I agree 100%. To me, though, I, I, I believe and I hope that the NHL will look at this and I, I have, I've only seen it for up in the press box, and they only showed one replay. Was it a great one? Uh, but I have no problem with a suspension being given there. It That can end a guy's season. That can end a guy's career. Uh, it, there's no need for it. And I, I don't know if uh, there have been players in the National Hockey League over the years that did it with intent, that went out there to actually try to hurt the opposition players. I don't think Edler is trying to hurt McDavid. But if you get suspended once or twice, where hopefully that stops you from doing it, it, it it's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous that, uh, to me, yeah, I would have the NHL look at that, and I, on first look, I would suspend Edler for that play.
1: Well, and he has a history, right? Yep. So that that might not go in his favor here. If that's the first time it happens, they might say, okay, well, that's it's fine, or you know, you got a penalty. But, but yeah, and I just checked. There doesn't have to be an injury involved. For them to give a major penalty for knee but normally that's but normally yeah. they kind of would would go by that and uh yeah and you get the refs were right on there right on it at full speed you can yep. see the, the, the guy put his arm up which is one of the few times they raised their arm tonight <laughs> as we, were, uh, we were talking about okay uh oilers fall 3-1 let's go down to the dressing room here's captain connor mcdavid it happened
4: fast but i don't know if you could just kind of walk us through what you saw and then more importantly i
8: guess what you felt Uh, I don't really have anything to add. That's all. Okay. Thanks. Game, Connor. What do you think happened
3: in this game tonight? Uh, Maybe another one of those ones where you were chasing it a little bit earlier, didn't didn't have what you needed in the early going?
8: Yeah. I mean, we know these guys well. Um, and that kind of game script just fit right into, into their game. You know, obviously they score early and they kind of just sit back and, um, yeah, and kind of just hold on. you know, obviously we would like to get off to a better start, but, um, yeah.
3: That hit seemed to inject a lot of emotion into the game, both on your guys' side, their side. It seemed to continue through the rest of the game. How do you think you guys kind of handled that and, and managed that?
8: Um, yeah, you know, I thought uh, it was more of game. game. Um, lots, lots of talking going on back and forth. And, um, you yeah, know, I thought you guys, you know, handled handled it fine
4: the block shots I, they, I don't know the final number but they blocked a lot of shots are you kind of sensing that out there it was tough to to get pucks through
8: for sure for sure you know kind of from the first the first minute it felt like uh, they were getting in front of it in front of everything you know, credit to them they uh, they did a lot well tonight defensively
3: Do you see it it's very similar to the style of the, of the playoff series
8: that's the game they want to play um, we knew that and um, they want to sit back and um, you know, kind of just uh, be above guys all the time, and you know, it was nothing new. You know, they didn't uh, they didn't come out and surprise us with anything, and um, you know, sometimes that's just the way the, the game script goes. It just kind of went uh, exactly how uh, how they like it.
3: You could flip that script, perhaps, maybe a better start. Those are the teams that if you get the lead on them, they can't play their style. Is that fair? But you maybe need a little bit? you got to work working your starts a little
8: Try to get the lead once Yeah, 100%. I mean, we talked, we talked a lot about, you know, kind of heading into game six about, you know, needing to score first. Um, They're a team that if you can get them down, um, they kind of got to open it up a little bit and, and, and you know, get out of their structure. Um, they score early, and, uh, I mean, you saw what happened. So... Um, yeah, they're well coached, they're structured. Um, they do a lot of things well defensively.
3: You were uh, a lot of jawing going on, but did their bench come at you a little bit when you went down there? Or like it looked like you were maybe getting an earful from them? <laughs>
8: yeah, you I know, um, likes to talk a lot out there, <laughs> that's all. <laughs>
1: And Drew Dowdy is constantly talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Conor McDavid, obviously disappointed after this loss to the Kings, didn't comment specifically on the hit by Edler. I believe we're going to hear from Hyman later, and you and I are on during the intermissions. I believe he did an intermission interview with TV where he was critical of what Edler and, and did he as, should as be. a guy who was yep, injured 100% by Edler, he Edler be. before. So. Uh, anyway, uh, Rob, I'll let you pick the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer.
6: Well, uh, the new guy for the team, I thought, it had a very good game, Klim Klo- I thought he he led the team with hits with six. I thought he was physical. Uh, to me, the biggest hit of the game was the one he absolutely drilled Drew Dowdy behind the net to the point that Drew Dowdy actually had to take his helmet off, coming up the ice and fix his head. So I think he had uh, a little shooken up in there. So I thought he and his line mates were very good. So I thought Kostin, that's a very good... Uh, an impression here that he made on home ice to the hometown fans. Yeah, I
1: doubt he didn't know he was coming at all. Oh, like, God, that no. shocked him, and his head hit the glass, too. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. That's uh, one of
6: those ones that, I don't know if, do we still have the guy in the stands that watches and says, pulls people out of the games because, I mean, that was... still
1: do have the concussion spot. That was, yes. a, that
6: was a bell ringer right there that was all head shot from the head hitting the glass and bouncing off. That, to me, was a big hit by Costin, by and a, a good game for the young guy.
1: Arvidson had three assists. He's picked as the third Star, Hyman, the second star, and uh, Trevor Moore, as you might expect, with the hat trick. The first starts, and I just saw the Kings uh, have tweeted out he's the first California born player to score a hat trick for a California based team in the history of the NHL.
6: I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I can't believe somebody actually. It's a little specific, but. I can't believe somebody. He's the first person wearing one green sock that scored a goal while his (laughs) blue sock was in the dryer. Uh, He did have a good game. He he was very good. He's fast. He creates things. This is a different team than L.A. King teams in the past. Uh, They do have some players that if if there's a breakdown, they can make you pay. The addition of Fiala. I think he's a very good hockey player. Obviously, having Dowdy back from, from injury from last year. And Arvidsson, who uh, I, I had to look at his, his uh, stats. He's he's, he, I like, liked just, him
1: when he played. For I now. loved him oh. when he played, but he's yeah. just a
6: little guy. And he went toe-to-toe with Leon Draisaitl all game long. They did not like each other out there. And it just it sets up for a great regular season every time these two teams meet. The, the, to me, the reason the LA Kings will always give the Edmonton Oilers problems just uh, the way they play all those things is the fact that they got Kopitar and Deneau they've got two centers so that every time there's a face-off in their zone they can always put one of those two guys out there and wait to see who the Oilers put on the ice Uh, I I think Kopitar is one of the best all-round players this the NHL has ever had and I think Dano is an excellent excellent two two two-way player as well they've got their strength they're strong down the middle
1: all right, Oilers fall three-one to the Kings. Seven-eight-zero-four-nine-six-zero-zero-six-three. Allen, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I just uh, wonder. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams in the NHL that uh, that take a chance and uh, you know uh, and 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 make trades that uh, better their team. And, and to do that, you have to give up uh, maybe a, 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 a what people would consider a, a star player or or a, a money dump. But uh, I, I think. Um, it's getting really clear to me, uh, and I don't know how it is for you, but I, I see Darnell Nurse regressing for, for, for the way he plays. And it, it, it's, to me, it's kind of typical of on, the, on the third goal for, for not the third goal, the second goal for Moore. Darnell Nurse was uh, in the blue-pink. He goes down looking towards the net and not even looking at the player that has the puck. And uh, he should have been upright and out where Moore was. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's on a penalty
6: kill, though, so on a penalty kill, he's, he won't be outstanding out where Moore is. Well, he sure shouldn't be in the goal crease. Well no but that's that's the way they're playing that was their setup. He wouldn't be standing out where Moore was. The problem the, where the mistake was was the puck that got through. That puck can't get through from where it was. The Oilers had three guys there. Their sticks have got to be in that lane. Once it gets through then the Oilers are in trouble. We see that all the time when McDavid goes back door to Leon Drysaddle. The players are turned the wrong way and Draisaitl shooting into an empty net. So the the mistake was made with the puck coming across is for Nurse, I mean, that's. Are you tra- talking about getting rid of that contract? I think he's gone. Oh, I don't know I if don't that's. I don't know if he was
1: talking about trading nurse or maybe getting help on the. just help somewhere else in the lineup.
6: The, the problem, and this is what we've talked about before, the, there are deficiencies in the Oilers. There certainly is. But the Oilers are up against the cap. And. Anything that they bring in they gotta put out. So if they bring in a three million dollar player they gotta get rid of three million. If they bring in five or whatever. So that's it's not easy for the Avatars or any teams right now that are up against the cap to, to make any changes with their team simply because they've got no extra money, no spare money to do it. I mean the Oilers started the season two men short uh, in the press that's box. Right. Yeah. Simply because they couldn't afford to have two extra guys up. So that's just the way the, the NHL is right now. That's the way that the Oilers are and uh, the Oilers are somehow going to have to find a way through this with a couple of their better players out of the lineup. Yeah,
1: well, it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm, i you know, I, I know I look at the standings a little more than you, yep. Rob. Uh, nine and eight is well, it's a mediocre record. Yep. Um, th- their division is still I mean Not that great. Uh, Anaheim and, and San Jose are obviously not that good. Uh, Vancouver, are they going to put it together? We'll see. Uh, I think Calgary will come on. I guess Calgary and Edmonton are almost in the same boat where you're thinking like, okay, well, they should come on, right? Um, Seattle, we'll see. I, I think L.A. is a very good team. I think Vegas is, is a very good team. I, I mean, at some point, the the Oilers is going to get something going here, uh, and I know that there's still three over three-quarters of the season mm-hmm. left. I, I get that, and there are some teams eventually that they're going to play that aren't, maybe aren't that good, but I, I also see... Now let me let me finish my whole thought here mm-hmm. because I know winning a game in the NHL is difficult. Yep. And t- play, teams are excited when they win, but I I feel like I've really noticed tonight Buffalo and New Jersey. Like when they won, I, I thought it's like man, like they're they're celebrating like they won a playoff game. Yes. And and, and I wonder if that's like and we know the Oilers have had McDavid and Drysdale for a while and you want to stop those guys, but last year the Oilers went to the Western Conference Final and they kept the Vander Kane and they signed signed Jack Campbell, you know, and they've had Hyman for a full year. Like, I wonder if more than ever teams are like, okay, this is, you know, we got this two-week stretch. That's the game we're circling. And I I was talking, I can't remember who it was last year, but it was a a former player. and, And we started talking about, as the season goes on you know there are some teams that separate so like last year you knew florida was going to make the playoffs by (laughs) mid-february
6: maybe even earlier yes
1: colorado teams teams like that and 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 he said to me you know those teams they're going to have their lulls like they might lose some games in march and you think oh they're not ready for the playoffs but they are but they know okay there's a three-game swing where we play tampa bay carolina and washington like we'll make sure we got it for those games and i think teams are coming into edmonton yep and 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 Really committing to a game plan and saying, okay, that's that's the one we're going to circle. Like, that's a, a really well, important one.
6: And, when you go, and to go on that point, when the Oilers were bad, remember when they used to beat up on the Chicago Blackhawks? And the Blackhawks were Stanley Cup winning teams then. Uh, teams that aren't, there's no high expectations for when they play teams above them are teams that are, the expectation is huge, they're excited, and when, so all of a sudden New Jersey comes in here, or Buffalo comes in here, and okay, we're not supposed to beat the U.S., they got McDavid, they got Drysdale, they got Kane, this is a team that went to the Final Four, we're a team that's probably not gonna make the playoffs, now it's middle of the third period, and we're in this game. The excitement level goes up, and when they win it, you're right, the celebration is huge, as opposed to if the LA Kings win tonight, well, we, we expect beat the Edmonton Oilers I think that's the mindset they have so teams the Oilers aren't getting anyone's B game they're getting everyone's best game because they're testing themselves against the two best players in the world they're testing themselves against a team that's top four that a lot of people have expected to be top four again this year Uh, what we are seeing with the Oilers this year is the Oilers are good enough because of some of their star players to be in every single game. They've, this is another one-goal game. I think of the 17 games, I'm going to guess 13 or 14 have been one-goal games.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Oilers lost bad to Carolina, lost bad to Dallas. and They, they think, were in control against Nashville. Well, yeah. oh, and actually Pittsburgh. So okay, so, so, so 13 out of, 17, out of 17, 17 games have been decided goal games. come down to something in the third period. So
6: they're good enough because of their stars, but they're also the deficiencies in their game have kept every other team in the games too. So the Oilers, there's not the separation that you would hope because of the star players. It's not like they're gonna go on a 10 and two run and in those 10 wins, they're gonna dominate those teams. And they're gonna have this run because they are that much better. The Oilers are in games, but now it's coming down to bounces. It's coming down to big saves at the right moment. It's coming down to uh, the referee making the call that you need instead of the call against you. It's just because the Oilers are in a group of teams that have some great players but also have deficiencies that hold them back.
1: All right, Oilers lose 3-1 tonight to the Los Angeles Kings. We'll get to a couple of phone calls. You'll hear from Hyman and Nurse as well. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
5: Chad. To Arvidsson, makes a move, is going to come into the Oiler and trying to get a shot. A backhand, the save made by Skinner. Buck in front of the net. Another save by Skinner, this
1: time off of Deneau. And he holds on to it. Two big saves. Well, Skinner with another good performance. His saves of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit CrystalGlass.j. He stops 31 out of 32, but takes the loss. Peterson stops 22 out of 23 for Los Angeles. Kings also got an empty netter for Moore, who had all three of their goals, and they win three one tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Uncle on the line. Hello, Uncle.
5: Hey guys, how are you tonight? Good. Why did you pick Uncle as your handle? Can I ask? Well, I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm an uncle to many, so. Okay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different approach to um, the McDavid hit. I watched it in slow motion. I watched stills from uh, the viewpoint behind uh, Alex Edler okay. going into the hit. He's got a wide stance. Um, he's going into the hit. I think McDavid is at fault in this where he's trying to avoid Adler. Uh, I think Adler just has a wide stance and, you know, in trying to avoid the hit, um, McDavid um you know he he trips over edler's uh foot now I, I don't think he stuck it out on purpose he's got a wide stance because he doesn't know which way mcdavid's gonna go he's gonna you know he's gonna dance around him so he's covering his ground and mcdavid you know cuts to the inside rather than the outside and uh, it basically you know goes over goes over edler's leg um you know I, I and then think, after that
1: i, I think sorry. though in that situation the, the, the rule is still going to favor the, the offensive player or the player who gets was hit. fouled. I, I mean, I, we, we saw a penalty a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was even on this last road trip, where Warren Fogle fell down, and on his way down to the ice, his face hit another, st- hit another guy's yeah. stick. It gets the, other, Carolina, yep. the other guy got hauled for high sticking. Yeah. The ref is supposed to say, if your stick goes in. So, so I, I, I think in that case, Uncle, th- they're going to call... I mean, if they wouldn't have called kneeing, they would have called tripping. Right? You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I I, I hear you, but you know, uh, um, McDavid's known to you know em, embellish a little bit, and you know he he looks for calls
6: too. Okay, no, um, okay, on that, Uncle, I I do yeah. agree that there are times that McDavid McDavid will embellish. That one though was yeah. it was knee on knee. Now whether it was intentional by Edler, I don't know, but it was knee on knee. There was no, I don't believe there was any embellishment on McDavid on that one. I think he was. Uh, he took a knee on knee, and, we're f- and it's very fortunate he wasn't hurt. So I, oh, I haven't, see, I haven't I, seen your, I haven't seen the other view, and I don't know. If, and I, I said at the beginning, I don't believe there was intent from Edler, but in the view that we saw from upstairs, and the one um, replay we saw, Edler's knee took it, went into the knee thigh of, of McDavid, and it was 100% the right call. And the
1: refs don't have,
6: don't have the benefit of. The, the oh, like, ref- yeah.
1: now, now, I will say this for Uncle's point. It, maybe if the NHL looks at yep. those and agrees with Uncle, they say, they'll say no suspension, yep. no, no review, no fine, anything like
6: that. Uh, to me, I just I think the NHL should look at it, and they'll have more views than you and I do. And I believe most times, not all times, most times they get it right.
1: Okay, Oilers lose 3-1. Back down to the dressing room, here's Zach Hyman. Seems like a big talking point, and I know I, I
4: spoke to you in the second. In row, but now that the game's done, that... that seemed to really change the game for both teams in some ways what did what did you think of
9: it yeah uh, obviously i didn't like the hit um, yeah. Yeah, good on nursey for jumping in there and, and sticking up for for connor um, one of those plays where you know he, he he beat a d and he sticks a knee out and dangerous play and you know I mentioned it really it happened to me same same play same guy so obviously not happy with with it um, don't know if he's doing it intentionally or whatnot, but you just can't do that. So,
3: overall, the game, Zach. What do you think the difference was in,
9: in the game? Just a tight game. I mean, it was uh, you know reminiscent of uh, playoffs last year, right? Where you know not much, not much, you know there. Um, I think we only had one power play, so it was tight in that regard too. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought Stu played great, gave us a chance. You know, we got to find another one there for him, and uh, we got to find ways to win right now. I think, you know, that's the, that's the main thing.
3: When you play that team that wants to be defensive, defensive, you got to get a lead on them make them open up a
9: little bit uh-huh. yeah I mean it's easier definitely it's easier for sure when uh, when you get the lead against a team like that who you know they got that that 1-3-1 one, one where they, they, they back it up in the neutral zone right so they make it difficult for, for you to, to enter with uh, with the puck you got to put it behind them and you got to go to work and um yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, I thought that we we had you know shifts where we were playing extended periods of time in, in their zone, and I thought that was you know a, a thing for us that we need to build on you know spending more time in the other team's zone, wearing on their D, and playing off the cycle.
3: A few games here where you've gone pretty long stretches without. Any sorts of shots on net early in games? Mm -hmm. A bit of a trend. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing early in games or Zach? Are you backing
9: into games a little too much here? I mean, I think it's definitely something that we've talked about is just uh, starting on time and uh, and making sure that... uh, you know, the shot clock can sometimes be deceiving, I think. But, um, you know, when you're down 10-0 on the shot clock, whatever the case may be, it means that the other team's got the puck a lot, right? So that's uh, something that, you know, I think we we need to get better at is, is starting faster. And, and that leads to Specs comment is, you know, getting the first goal, right? So uh, I think it, it makes a huge difference uh, statistically, uh, the, you know, the team that scores first.
1: All right, that is Zach Hyman gets his eighth of the season tonight on a backhand. Ryan Murray stole a King's clearing attempt, got it in front to Hyman, who flipped in the backhand that made it 1-1. But the Orders lose 3-1 tonight. Hyman uh, gets the goal. He finishes minus one. Played 22:03, three shots on goal, and three hits this evening. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Abbas standing by. Hey Abbas, thanks for calling.
7: Hey guys, it was a very entertaining game when the Orders. God to one, tell my one goal. I was like yes, but then I was like, I was surprised with the outcome. But the thing is, you know, Stewart held his ground, which is good. But the thing is, I know everybody's talking about the, you know, the McDavid hit. They good that she never got hit. But do you think some of these players are getting
6: away with having these calls because they're big shots? No offense. Oh, and which players do you think are getting away with calls? Oh, like you know, like you know, like the shot with Edler,
7: you know what he did to McDavid. Cause I'm glad that you know McDavid never got hurt, because that would have been a really bad injury.
6: Well, yeah. if, if he, I
1: mean, if he would have got hurt, they probably would have given him five in a game. I,
6: I think. I mean, he got to, I've, I've actually, I've, while, we, while Hyman was talking, I watched the, the replay a number of times there. To me, it was exactly what a kneeing penalty was. Uh, McDavid was coming. Uh, he turned his body to the side that McDavid was coming across on. He got him with the knee. It was two minutes. The NHL will look at it and they will decide if there was intent and they will decide if this is, because he's a re- repeat offender, if he deserves it. I think the, the referees got it right on this play and i agree with with reed if if mcdavid would have been hurt or would have stayed down longer it probably would have been a five-minute major yeah
1: well and and in general most Oilers fans are going to say more penalties should be called for oh. on McDavid and try to well, yeah, when and they dump the puck in interference, little slashes, little one hundred percent, and like that, so. those
6: are, those type of games benefit the Oilers. The Oilers and uh, the Oilers would love to have a game that's all power plays both ways. They'll win most of those well, games because they penalty killing <laughs> this year. It's been a little. Nice. <laughs> it's got. It's getting better. Yeah, it's getting. It, better. it
1: is getting a little bit better, but uh, yeah. yeah, full marks to the Kings tonight. They knew what they wanted to do. They did it, and they beat the Oilers three-one. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party at jvedmonton.ca. Speaking of what you're talking about with, you know, Leon giving as good as he gets, with six and a half minutes left, the whistle went in the Oilers offensive zone and Edler was turning to skate to the bench and Dreisaitl, Absolutely slashed him across the back of the ankle. <laughs> like Edler, kind of limped to the bench, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the, the ref, ref would have just yeah, absolutely. decided ref- not to call it or thought it was looking the other well, way. Well,
6: the refs probably saying, "All right, you know what? You, you you get a freebie because he just need your star player." But that was like the f- next period. Oh, God, yeah, the freebies, it, it's like a coupon you get, like a gift card. It lasts well, forever. But you think then
1: they wouldn't have called McDavid for the cross check if they wanted to give a free But that
6: one was pre- Yeah, that was pretty... That was part of the play. Uh, behind the play, they'll, all right, they're going to let you get this one, and then the probably ref will probably go over and talk to him, say, okay, that's it, no more. I'm going to call the next one. And I see it all... The, you see it all the time. They'll allow it to go, said, okay, this guy probably deserves that. But now that you got that out of your system, let's just go play hockey. All right, so
1: tonight... The Oilers, you know, they give up 32 shots. Uh, and, again, they fall behind on the shot clock early mm-hmm. and fall behind in the By game, a which lot. we're not even yep. going to get into tonight because yep. that's just ongoing. But uh, I, th- I thought, you know, better defending than, but, than we've seen at other times this year. They didn't turn the puck over as much, certainly. Um, now, the Kings also <laughs> were pressuring, yeah. so you could you could skate it to the red line <laughs> fine. Then it got a little congested. but But, again, just some... Big gaffes you know like Skinner had to rob Deneau and his two defensemen and maybe even one back checking forward might have all been behind the net
6: and that was in a one goal game yeah and, well and then there's another one that oh, I can't even remember the player was that came well uh, one of them came around from behind the net and no one got and he actually he actually could have kept on going in front of his, the net he shot from just off the side Skinner made a nice save on that he actually had all the, nobody came to him. He came from behind, the, under the goal line, behind the net. Walked out in front of in front of Skinner. Nobody there. Kopitar had two breakaways and well, loved, one was off the play you described. One was, then one in the third, the second period. I mean, I love Kopitar as a player, but his speed is no longer there, and he finds a way to get two breakaways. Skinner had to make big saves on. So again, the Oilers do have those big mistakes. And they've cost them. And Skinner bailed them out a lot. Skinner had an excellent game, and bailed them out a lot. But if you continually put pressure on your goalie to make have to make big saves uh, over and over again, eventually it's going to cost you. And it did t- And again, I mean, the goal that uh, the first goal that Moore scored, I mean, it was a complete uh, mis- miscommunication by the others in the own zone that the puck bounces out to Moore. He's by himself. He is able to walk in. That puck was rolling. My favorite kind of puck to shoot because you or the goalie, neither of you know where the puck's going. But those are the kind of mistakes that have been costing the others all season. Well,
1: and and it's stuff that you would think, and I realize mistakes happen. Like, I'm not not saying the standard should be perfection. Both teams make it, yep. But, you know, I think it was Kulak and Bouchard both behind the net. Mm -hmm. The Kopitar breakaway, so McDavid's double-teamed and off-balance and Nurse is right behind him, and, and, he, and he loses the puck, and Kopitar's behind and like that's that, Like that same play with Barry from a few weeks ago where you said, okay, like you've got to be the last guy back. If you're, if you're a defenseman, you, you can't let a guy just stand behind you.
6: No, you're right, and the offside winger, if, if all of a sudden the, the strong side, there's a play there, if, it, if there's a mistake, you've got to be the safety valve. The Oilers didn't have a safety valve on a couple different plays tonight, and all of a sudden, uh, grade-A scoring chances out of nothing. Like, that's the thing is, the one play, Dowdy had the puck in his own zone. Two seconds later, Kopitar's got a great a scoring chance on that breakaway pass. On that one there, McDavid and Nurse have it at the blue line. Three seconds later, Kopitar's walking into the hash marks. Skinner makes a nice save there. Those are the things, they're, the, the LA Kings didn't have to earn and work to get a grade A scoring chances. Those were Oilers miscommunication or misreads that allowed the LA Kings in a span of five seconds go from nothing to grade A yeah. five alarm type of that, that's a good
1: way to put it. Yeah, it's you go from nothing to the other team having a, and maybe on that one I think Nurse's defense partner changed. Like maybe he thought he was going to be the again, safety valve. But still, you, you gotta don't know you, if there's you, a guy behind you. And but you, and you, you don't change. So the other guy. Assuming you, it was Cece. Yeah, but,
6: but if it was, but you just can't change. And left it, the rule is puck doesn't get deep, you don't come off the ice. Right. And someone, I, I do believe someone changed. And again, it's risk reward. I mean, you just risk. Okay, he's probably going to get it in, but if he doesn't, it's a breakaway going back because you're the yeah. you're the last guy. Well,
1: and the Oilers' goal was scored off a mistake.
6: Buck got thrown up the middle. Oh, a terrible mistake. Yeah, but that was a good forecheck, but terrible mistake. He, and that's another one. Fight for it in the corner. It's, hold on to that guy, that Lazad, who had it. Just hold it there. I mean, take absorb the hit if you have to, but just hold it there. Don't throw it in the middle of your own zone. Really nice play by Kulak. And we've seen, I we've seen more backhand goals this year in the first 17 games than. Well, Hyman's got a good back. End He's got too. a good... Not
1: as good as Dreissel, no, but, but he p-
6: could score on the back. Yeah, game. and it's it's, it's a, an art that not a lot of players have, that ability, and but a great play by Hyman, who continues, continues to have an impressive start to the season. I, I thought
1: he actually could have scored on that wraparound when he tried to pass to Fogle. It, it, he no probably I, thought Peterson wasn't as... Because Peterson got hung up. We probably didn't realize Peterson was as hung up as he was.
6: <laughs> it, it's funny, when you're behind the net and you're coming around like that, and you see... The guy in front, you're like, oh, my God, he's got a wide open net. You're just going to pass it to him. The thing is, you passing it out there, him having to get it on a stick without being deflected or anything is a harder play, and it usually takes longer. Whereas if Hyman just comes around and wraps it himself, that's a quicker play. But you just you see, oh, there's wide open stick. He's going to put it in the empty net, and you just kind of panic. Here you go. Where, yeah, you're right. Hyman, if Hyman does it himself, he probably scores Pro- a goal. Probably down. stuffs it in. But again, I, I thought Hyman, of all the Oilers' stars... On the team, I thought Hyman was the best of them all.
1: Yeah, he had another good game for sure. Blues beat the Blackhawks 5-2. So St. Louis lost, uh, pardon me, St. Louis won three in a row, lost eight in a row. Now they've won four in a row, 5-2 over Chicago. And it was the Senators knocking off the Sabres 4-1. On the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to Dot. Oilers fall 3-1 to the Kings. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers.
0: This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
1: Trevor Moore in the first period. Zach Hyman and Moore in the second period. Moore into an empty net. That's the goal scoring. Los Angeles beating the Oilers 3 1. Oilers now 9 and 8 on the season and just 4 and 6 at home. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. You know
4: you're, uh, you're, you're kind of sidelined on that hit by Edler. Um, you seem to have no sort of uh, thoughts of it being clean. So I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but did you think it was something that needed to be addressed as you did?
10: Uh, I mean, if I need someone like that, I'd expect the other team to react the same way. So this was. They, they won tonight. and they got the upper hand. So,
4: What did you make yeah. of the, the game? Um, they blocked a lot of shots. They played real tight defensively. What was kind of the biggest challenge in trying to get offense going?
10: Yeah, I mean, we didn't uh, produce enough zone time. And obviously, they're a, a very strong defensive team and sacrificed a lot to get into to lanes. And um, for us, we want to get that uh, offensive zone time uh, where we're wearing teams down and, and getting pucks to the net. And we didn't have uh, enough of that tonight. And, and they played well.
3: You guys uh, looking for an earlier push, Darnell? What do you think is you know maybe preventing you guys from finding that more
10: off that early I think it's just something we have to stick with. Obviously, um, you know, every guy comes in here ready to to play the game and, and prepares to get out there and, and have a good first twenty, and we haven't done that uh, on a consistent enough basis. So um, we just got to keep sticking with it and, and, and believing that uh, we, can't do it, cause we can not do it because we can. But yeah, our starts haven't been enough.
3: Hit like that sometimes can inject emotion into a game. How do you think you guys manage that? Because it, it seemed to continue like there was, you know, quite a bit through the rest of the
10: game, uh, frustration
3: or emotion or whatever you want to call
10: it. Yeah, I mean we played an emotional game, and that's a, uh, you know, you want to see that of a team, and, and you know you want to stand up for each other out there, and then that's a part of it. So um, yeah, I think obviously they got the upper hand on the um, you know power play penalty kill uh, aspect of the game. And, you don't want, don't want to give them that, but at the same time, uh, you don't want to take the emotion out of the group.
1: Darnell, did you see the hit in real time, or did you kind of see it? your captain was down and wanted to kind of step in
10: for him? I don't remember.
9: You
1: don't know. All right, that's Darnell Nurse after the Oilers' 3-1 loss to the LA Kings. Get more on 630 dot globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. Well, later today, I will have my show inside sports from 6 to 8 p.m., From West Edmonton Mall, while the Oilers are signing autographs, we are giving away two tickets to an Oilers game. You'll have to come see me at my broadcast location, which is going to be near the Bay. Scan a QR code, and you'll get a code word to enter the draw for the tickets. That's pretty fun. Thanks to Troy Bowler and Kellen Kennedy for their work behind the scenes. Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford. Overtime open line.